Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I miss you, man. I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you, I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you? Hello there. Welcome to I Miss You, Man, the podcast. My name's Lonnie. I'm the host. I'm with Dylan, also the host. How's it going, Dylan? Lonnie, it's going amazing. Couldn't be better. How about you? I'm doing pretty, pretty well. But I want to know, Dylan, what is the I Miss You Man story? Why do you always ask me this? Bloody hell, here we go again. All right, it's a podcast. It's you and me. Each week we take each other on a journey. And Lonnie, that could be a topic about anything. Life, pop culture, everything in between those things. That is so true, Dylan. And this week I'm working the controls on the hovercraft (laughs) on our journey. And you, Dylan, are my loyal servant. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> okay. You know, I used to be a passenger. Then the other week, I was a worker on it. And now I'm just a servant. I don't even get paid. I'm getting demoted very quickly, very fast. Well, you know, Dylan, it could get worse as we'll go into this episode. You'll, you'll be happy to be a servant who doesn't die, okay? Okay, right. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Well, the listeners who clicked on this episode and listening... They've got some idea of what's going on because you know, they've seen the title. Mm. But you, sir, have had some homework, and between those two facts, we can bridge the gap and the knowledge will be shared and then we'll understand what's going on here, okay? You're in the dark right now, but we'll get you into the light. I am, I am. It's good homework. It's homework that doesn't give the topic away. I like it. What homework did I give you, Dylan? Well, you told me to think of like a word that describes a specific situation. Mm-hmm. And I have done that. Yeah. So, but why? Why have I done this, Lonnie? Well, we'll get there in a second. Okay. So I ask you for like a situation that doesn't have a word, that probably needs a word, or could mm. have a word. I'm going to tell you about something like that, Dylan. Something a very specific action that has a word, and it's kind of a beautiful word. But I'm just still a bit confused about why it does have this <laughs> this word. All right. Now, before we get there, what did you come up with? So I came up with scrabbing. Okay, less beautiful than the word I'm going to tell you about, but what, what, what's scrabbing mean? So scrabbing is a situation when you go to a shelf at a store to get something you really want, like a board game or a movie or something like that, mm-hmm. but there's none left, Lonnie. There's none left on the shelf there. But then in the throes of your despair, someone puts a copy that they were going to buy back. Now, whether this be a change of mind or a crying child whose parent has denied them, you know, <laughs> either of those situations, and you snatch it straight away in pure joy. Right. That's scrabbing. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Bonus points if the child watches you and then cries even more after you take it away. Even better. Yeah. All right. So scrabbing is, is taking something that you didn't think you were going to get, but then you sort of get it at the last minute. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I love it. I love it, Dylan. Beautiful. The word I've got here... And the topic for today is defenestration. Do you have any idea what that means, Dylan? 
I haven't the faintest, foggiest idea, Lonnie. Okay. It's a little bit different to yours. <laughs> so I'd like to add a little bit of sizzle just for you. Um, I didn't even realize this when I was starting, but then as I was writing out my notes yesterday, I was like, oh my God, I'm completing my crime trilogy, Dylan. You know, I've been doing that the last few months. We had poo joggers, we had streaking, and now we've got defenestration. It's a bit of an escalation, I'll give you that, but it's, right, right. it's definitely okay. there. And not to say I won't do any more crime stories in the future, because I definitely will, but this is our sort of trilogy at the moment. Okay, all right. Now, what if I told you, Dylan, there was a famous defenestration of Prague, actually a couple times. Now, you studied ancient history, didn't you? You would know that, about de- the defenestration of Prague. Call me ignorant, Lonnie. Oh. I don't even know where Prague is. <laughs> the Czech Republic these days. Uh, ah. Back in the, the time I'm talking about it was Bohemia. Um, so Bohemian right. Rhapsody? Well, I think Bohemia was a real place before they made a song about it. There you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. All right, Dylan, just to put your mind at ease, you're wondering what defenestration is. Do you have a guess first, maybe? Yeah, sure. Yeah, Why go not? on. Go on. Um, a tyrant leader putting out the order to kill only the aunties of every family. <laughs> Not quite, Dylan. Not quite. But you're on the right track, kind of. He said it was horrifying, so... Well, defenestration, Dylan, is the action of throwing someone out of a window. Oh. That's anticlimactic. (laughs) Well, after you've built it up in your mind, something else. (laughs) Did you know this was a word? Do you know there was an actual word for this particular action? I didn't think it needed one. (laughs) It is kind of covered by that description. But yes, definitely there is a word for it. Um, and there does seem to be a bit of arguing over like what a real defenestration is. Like, like does if ha- a window is open, does it count? Does it have to break? That sort of stuff. Exactly. Does it have to mm. be out of a higher story window and the person dies as a result of it? Oh, there's a there's a height limit discussion, is there? Okay. <laughs> well, it could okay. be. Um, or it could be like if you're on a ground floor, can you just throw someone out of the window there? Does that count? Ooh, I okay. think the, the classic defenestration is when a person is thrown through glass from a high floor and they die because of that. I think so you the others, ex- well, I think you they still accept grievous bodily harm has to be has to be death. I'm just thinking like the classic one would be death, but mm. I'm not I'm not going to be too um, the no. big splat. I think that's what happens. I'm not okay. too picky when it comes to what actually counts. I just think, like, you know, the comedian in The Watcher. I think that is the best. Oh, that's a classic. Yeah, that's it's a, a classic, classic isn't defenestration, it? isn't it? Mm. Um, Google has a dictionary definition. And what's weird, Dylan, is that in this definition, they have tags on the meanings, like, you know, formal or informal. Oh, yeah. Um, but for this, for the for the main one of defenestration that I said before, it has formal but also humorous. Ooh. I don't think it's humorous. I think it is um, pretty serious when it actually happens to a real person, don't you? Oh, yeah, for re- in real life, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then the informal definition is, is thus, the action or process of dismissing someone from a position of power or authority. Um, and indeed, you know, historically, the definitions have kind of been one of the same. So if you were getting rid of someone by throwing them out the window and they're a leader, well, they're kind of, you, you know, two birds once die, aren't you? Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Um, but today, I think, you know, metaphorically, you wouldn't be saying, I'm going to defenestrate Scott Morrison. If you said that, I think you would mean you're getting rid of him from power rather than throwing him out a window. 
You'd hope. Yeah, tossing him out of position rather than from a building. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm. Now, so defenestrate, defenestration. I'm sure, Dylan, you're wondering what the etymology is of these words. Yeah, 100%. Words. Why wouldn't I be? <laughs> That's your first thought when you hear a new word, isn't it? Like, what's <laughs> yeah. the Latin root of this? Yeah, what's the etymology? Come on, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's actually something I do sometimes. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's from Latin, as you might have guessed. Um, D means down from, you know, mm. descend. Um, mm. And fenestra apparently is Latin for window. So, yeah, it makes sense, doesn't it? D window. Okay, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> um. Why is there a word for this? No one really seems to know why, um, but like I think in Latin you put words together from from roots, so mm. that is the explanation. But why does this particular action need to have a word for it? Well, there are some famous ones, I guess, and also it's kind of like if something happens enough times in history, well, people need to describe it happening, so that's where it comes from, I suppose. It's not a nice yeah, word, I'm... though, isn't it, Dylan? Defenestrate. It's nice. To, to I say. mean. It's fine. I don't. I don't like it that much. It's better than scrubbing. Mm. Sorry, to be honest. Oh, <laughs> come right for you there, but sorry. You, you, you're wrong. <laughs> scrabbing, scrabbing, scrabbing. That's fun to say. Defenestration. I, I've got tongue tied just then, Lonnie. I couldn't even complete the word. It's too much. Well, you're wrong, Dylan. And Josh mm. West wrote an article on historyofyesterday.com, and he agrees with me. He said it is a strangely elaborate and beautiful word for such a brutal act. But the truth is that people across the globe have been throwing each other out through windows for centuries. Shut up, Josh. Get a life. <laughs> come on. You come for Josh all of a sudden. Ah, oh, stuff him. How dare he? <laughs> come on, mate. Um, have Dylan, have you ever come across the website TV Tropes? No. No, I haven't. You probably What's like that it. What's that do? It's like a Wikipedia database sort of thing, but for narrative cliches and devices... Well, mainly for film and TV, but every sort of narrative. Um, so why is it called TV Tropes? Why isn't it called movieandtvtropes.com? Well, is do... that taken? That was taken, yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh. I think TV Tropes is just a nice name. It's a nice sound. Maybe start off TV. Okay. But it's a really good resource for writers and also people who are you know, really into film and TV like, like yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but be warned, you can lose hours going down rabbit holes on there. <laughs> um, but they have a definition as well. They have... Definition, sorry, an entry called Destination Defenestration. And it says it's the, begins with the sad fate of many a mook, which is like a, you know, henchman, you know, mm-hmm. meaningless bad guy, mostly because it looks really cool. And like in, in film and TV, it does look pretty cool when you throw something in the window, doesn't it? Well, you mentioned comedians straight off the bat. It's visually beautiful as Zack Snyder does film like that. Yeah, it's a very arresting start to a movie or a comic book, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, um, but in narrative terms, like, yeah, I probably agree. Like you know, it is cool, especially if it's a baddie being thrown a window. Like that is good stuff. Yeah. Um, and but they do say though, how we see this trope typically depends on who is doing it. If a heroic character does it, we actually see them throw someone out the window, um, but typically not the messy, le- messy, the very messy landing. So yeah, if it's a bad guy throwing a good guy out the window, you do kind of see them, yeah, the splat. Mm. Um, sure, sure. That's kind of true. Everything though, like if it's a good, if a good guy does it, we think it's cool. If a bad guy does it, it's bad. Like it's kind of oh, part of course. Of course, but yeah, yeah. But that said, when it happens in real life, we'll get to some real life ones. It is quite tragic, so we don't yeah. want to make light of it. But yes, when you Google things these days, Dylan, you probably come across this. 
it comes up with some common questions underneath, like some examples. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. You might be alarmed to find that the first question when you look up defenestration is this. Is defenestration a crime? <laughs> Dylan, you're not a legal expert. I made sure of that in class back in year 11. Um, mm. But do you want to hazard a guess of whether throwing someone out a window is legal? Well, you know, if I push someone out the window, it's their responsibility to to live at that point. So if the fall kills them, you know, that's their problem. Okay, well, it sounds like you're wrong to me. <laughs> Take me to court then, Lonnie. Go on. <laughs> well, Bruce Hamilton is a private investigator at various law firms from 1980 mm. to present. He answered this very, very matter-of-factly. Okay. Under most circumstances... Throwing people out of window is not illegal. Is not sorry. Is not legal. Ooh, oh, oh! <laughs> about to say this is a breakthrough. <laughs> is not legal. It's a form of battery. But I like how he's covered himself by saying in most circumstances because, like, I, I suppose if you're self defence, yeah, can, yeah, yeah, or if it's like they want to be done and it's like on the first floor and they don't get hurt, like if that's a weird thing they're into, maybe like it's cool. But yeah. <laughs> I think the idea of throwing someone out to their death would obviously be a crime if he did it on purpose and everything. Yeah. Um, I would say that Jeffrey Rosas, who was an attorney from 1994 to present, he said this to him. He's, he's a funny bugger, okay? Okay, I'm he ready. Said, I sure hope so. I replaced the windows in my house a year ago. Ha! Huh? <laughs> As in removing the windows. Oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you get it. You get oh, it. yeah, yeah. 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 He's hilarious. He is, What's he doing now? He's, he's probably hey? running for like, I don't know, The Simpsons or something. <laughs> uh, you should be running a bloody comedy club, mate. He's, he's a classic. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, if it's, a, if it's to their death, like obviously it's crime. I, I do yeah. like the idea maybe like someone thinks like, it's not a crime if you throw him at a window. Like that's the loophole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that's murdering, like, shooting someone's bad, but if you get that, do the whole the window trick, that's, they can't get you. <laughs> Well, they, you know, they have a chance of surviving. They have a slim. No, Dylan, you know? no. Oh, okay. Um, and, of course, the meeting before, earlier about you know, removing someone from power, that is obviously, as long as it's done legally, it's not, you know, improper. Um, I also wonder if people ask this question on on Cora. This is where it's come, by the way, these questions that have been answered here. Um, like, why are they asking that? Do you think they're planning on doing it? Are they just vaguely interested or have they just thrown someone out the window and they're like, oh, shit, am I, I going to get done for this? <laughs> That's the first thing they do is Google. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was not a good moment in my life. I should check if that was good. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, and yeah, John Linney kind of, he um, sets it up pretty nicely here. He's a, um, a lawyer, apparently. He said, ah, what a nice thought. No, it is illegal. It is called murder by those of us who don't have fancy vocabularies. Really, really coming for us all, isn't he, John? John, come on, mate. Get the program. So our mates on Wikipedia, Dylan, have a bit more information about defenestration. Hmm. I know you're How much buying. money did you give him this time? Um, uh, my, my last donation, I think, covers me for a few more episodes. So. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So here's some quotes from Wikipedia. They said, um, already existing in Middle French, the word defenestrate, out of the window. Um, is believed to have first been used in English in reference to the episodes in Prague in 1618. We're going to get that pretty soon, Dylan. Okay. Um, 
So in the Middle Ages and early modern times, they say defenestration was not uncommon. The act carried elements of lynching and mob violence in the form of murder committed together. So that's something we'll, we'll get to is that usually this is something that happens when people get riled up in mobs. Mm. They like storm a building and they want to kill someone in you know high in power and they decide the best way to do it is to throw them out the window. Um, yeah, not trying to be too glib about this because it, you know, it's a real serious crime and people actually die from this, even though like it's historically there's a distance in our minds, but yeah, this actually happened to people and it's not a good way to go, I wouldn't have thought. No, definitely not. Uh, you do have to kind of see like, if not the funny side of it, but like the theatrical side of this, like it's not a regular way to kill someone, is it? It's not just a regular execution. There's a real drama to the whole out the window side of things. It's, yeah. There's a little bit of drama there, isn't it? Oh, hundred percent. Absolutely. That's why it's featured so prominently in media all the time. Yeah. Also there's like that political dimension to it. And I also would argue maybe there's like a, like a terroristic element, like, you're not just killing someone or not just saying, hey, you're not the mayor anymore. You're like, you know what, I'm going to do this in the most terrifying way. And it's almost like a challenge to the next person who comes along. It's like, you know, sure. act act right or, you know, what to do. The window's open. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, Josh West obviously said that, indeed, um, ordering someone through a window, to be thrown through a window, was a quick and easy way to get rid of someone, like a potential rival medieval kings that's also true i guess like it is a pretty quick way to kill somebody isn't it rather than not it's not messy like it is if you've got to hang uh, them or get a sword or a guillotine i'd argue it's 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 fairly messy lonnie at some point well, at, at the end it is yeah true <laughs> i guess someone's gonna clean it up yeah <laughs> so there were three defenestrations in prague as i sort of alluded to mm. the years were 1419 1483 and 1618 uh, if people talk about the defenestration of Prague, that is kind of the main one they, they mention, mm. um, the, the last one. But, you know, what's weird to me is that in Europe, it's so old, right, compared to Australia in, in terms of buildings that still exist, um, is what I mean, Yeah. that the buildings where this happened, they're still there. There are pictures of them in Wikipedia, Dylan. You can see yeah. where this happened. It's so weird to me that that's a thing that... My goodness, Lonnie. Bizarre to us down here in Australia, isn't it? Uh, absolutely. So I'm going to go through the the, the three defenestrations of Prague. Um, you know, I encourage you to look into it yourself some more if you want to know all the background because there's lots of European history and politics that I've sort of had to try and get my head Skim around. Over. Yeah, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Um, and also, we, we want to get to some other famous ones. We don't get bogged down in this, but we'll get there very, very quickly. Mm, have you got any ones from media? Any other ones? We've got a whole bunch, Dylan. Yes. Well, I hope you got one I've just thought of. We'll see. I'll get there. We can, we'll can. we do a, a film TV one at the end. And that's okay. kind of where it got started for me, actually. Um, I watched the Hannibal TV show um, a couple of years ago. Sure. And Hannibal doesn't he doesn't mind a bit of defenestration every now and then. <laughs> I think I looked, I was looking, reading about that, and that's when I realised there was a word for this. That's sort of how it got lodged in my brain, Dylan. And... Mm. That's good we have this podcast because I can get these things out of my brain, into the world, and then we can move on with our lives, you know? Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm going to take it back to the 30th of July, 1419. Again, weird to me that oh. they have the exact date because I kind of think things in the past just sort of happened that year. But, yeah, I guess they have the date of it. It's really weird to me. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. So the town council had some Hussite prisoners, and Hussite is like a religious movement. Mm. particular Catholic branch, I think. 
um, of my Protestant bench and folks around the street protesting because they're like, you know, give us back our prisoners. And then from up high, somebody throws a stone at the leader. His name is Jan Zielinski. He's also a priest. And they get so mad about this. The protest becomes a mob instead of just protesting. That stone, Dylan, that stone that hit the priest, it came from a window of the town hall. And so the protesters are like, you know what? We're going up there. Once inside the hall, Wikipedia says, the group defenestrated the judge, the burgomaster, and several members of the town council. They were all killed by the fall. You just said the burgomaster? Yeah, so there's a few... It says burgomaster, but also they're known as the burgomeister as well. I mean, that's not the question I have. <laughs> is, it, is it what I think it is? Are they the master of burgers? <laughs> not quite, Dylan. Okay. Not right. quite. They're okay. like the... the I think they're called the, the executive of the town, like the mayor, basically. The chief magistrate and mayor. Okay. Less exciting than being like the guy who, who's like... The master of burgers. Yeah, yeah, which would be a great job to have, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely. So, yes, yeah, so they got rid of all the basically people in charge. And they're like, you know, you know what? You're out of here. Um, king of the time of King Wenceslas the Fourth or Bohemia. This is kind of also weird. He heard the news... He was stunned, and then he died straight away. Oh, jeez, okay. Yeah. I don't know if he was easily shocked. I mean, kind of suggest he was, but maybe he just had a heart attack at a bad time, but also maybe that story isn't true, but that's what they say. Mm. Um, again, like this one is, you know, there's a big event happening here, but it was actually the combination of lots of built-up issues of you know, religious discrimination. Mm. Um, and then they had a big war after this, the Hussite Wars that went for until 1436. So it's a bit of a statement, isn't it, defenestration? Oh, my goodness. So much going on. Money. So much going on. Um, now, this one is called number two question mark. That's what I've written down here. Okay, okay. Because, the, as I said, the term defenestration of Prague is normally the third one they talk about. Um, and also the second one in 1483 is Wikipedia kind of finally says is not recognized as a significant defenestration. <laughs> so oh. Some people don't even call it, don't count it as a whole one. So kind of hard to know where it falls, but it's the second one we're going to talk about. Okay. Uh-huh. Wikipedia says the defenestration took place on the 24th of September, 1483 during the storms of the Prague population during the reign of King Vladivlaus II of Hungary. <laughs> so there's a party, like a political slash religious party called Communion Under Both Kinds. And there were people apparently who, need, who said you need to have communion of both bread and wine to be real religious people of the time. Right. <laughs> kind of weird to me, but mm. I'm not religious. So, um, yeah, they were worried about the king was sort of taken over too much and they worried about their power. And so they staged a coup. And then they, they threw a whole bunch of people out the window, including the old town burgomaster. Oh, no. Yeah. Not our boy. <laughs> well, it's a tough job to have, isn't it, clearly? <laughs> Seemingly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so in very simple terms, the local folks were religious and they were Protestant, but the king was more Catholic and he was making things more and more Catholic. So kind of as a tradition, they threw the people out the window that they didn't want. Um, that takes us then, Dylan, to 1618. So I guess you know, some relative peace for about a century. And yeah, a bit. a bit of time passed. Yeah. 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 And I think there might have been some in, the, in between, but they don't really get mentioned as much as this one. Oh, yeah. 
I'm trying to distill decades of politics here that I don't fully understand myself, Dylan. I'm kind of trying to feel my way through it. But basically, there are a bunch of kings in Bohemia over the years. Yeah. And they were Catholic, but didn't really enforce or bother people who are Protestant, you know? That's cool. Sure. Probably the way it should yeah. be, let's face it. Oh, yeah. But then a new king came in. His name was Ferdinand. Ferdinand. Ferdinand, like the bull. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> and he wasn't so keen on Protestants. And what he did that really riled up the, the folks of the towns and whatever, what he did that... <laughs> Of the towns or whatever. What am I talking about? Where am I? Funny, what's happening? What he did, Dylan, was he stopped construction of Protestant chapels on royal land. And this pissed off a whole bunch of people, right? Yeah, yeah. And so the king was in charge of this area of Bohemia, but he left the like day-to-day ruling to four regents, the sort of people in charge and here's Lou, right? Yeah. Um. So then some officials from... These guys from the Catholic Church that got together with the officials from the Protestant Church trying to hash out what's happening. Um, and there was a decree that went out and the Protestants were like, hey, did you guys know about this? What what was your, you know, about the letter and about the building of churches? Like, were you part of it? What, what was your part in this um, decree that's gone down? The Catholics tried to stall and like, you know, it's, it's actually a religious holiday today. We can't talk about it. Come back next week. We'll, we'll sort it out then. Oh, classic <laughs> tactic. <laughs> no. But then eventually they're like, you know what? We did do it. We were in on it. The Protestants, they sent two guys out, but then like these last two guys, you guys, you make me so mad right now. <laughs> <laughs> but they were like, you know what? Bring it. We don't care what you do. We'll welcome the punishment because they assumed they'll just get... Um, sent to jail or something or just like mm. held captive yeah they didn't realize what sort of story they were in dylan because yeah out the window out the window um not on and again it wasn't just this one particular issue it's kind of like the flashpoint after years and years of stuff building up um you know the mob performing as well and i think kind of feel like it's a public act isn't it throwing out the window you don't oh, do it yeah. alone. You wouldn't do it just one-on-one. You do it for the crowd. Yeah, definitely. It's not a quiet crime. No, it needs, it needs an audience, doesn't it, I feel like. Oh, it enhances the experience for sure. Yeah. A bit like wrestling, you know? You need, you need that crowd to build you up. and. <laughs> that's true. That's true. During that pandemic, it was struggle street. Yeah. But <laughs> that's all right. Um, so May 23rd is the date. We need to keep in mind for this. And I'm going to quote here from Wikipedia. Okay. Shortly thereafter, the two regents and their secretary were defenestrated, but they survived the 70-foot or 21-metre fall from the third or four, Dylan. Now, why do you think that was? How'd they survive it, Dylan? Um, it was raining the night before, and the ground was very soft. Incorrect, Dylan. Catholics oh. maintained the men were saved by angels. Ah, oh, of course. Or possibly Virgin Mary herself. Got, got uh, yeah, that, yeah. I mean, either or, why not? Yeah. Um, but later, Protestant pamphleteers, which are people who like write pamphlets and distribute them, they asserted that they survived due to the falling onto a dung heap. A big pot poo? Apparently, well, I think the story, that story was not known to people who were there. And it was probably, they're saying it was probably made up in relation to them saying it was angels. Like, you know, what wasn't angels? It was shit. <laughs> I think that's... 
it's like being a fucking if they ever made Back to the Future Four, this is what they could do. Yeah, he could <laughs> insert Biff into this situation. He doesn't mind getting thrown to poo, does he? Oh, he loves it. Him and his ancestors, they can't get enough of it. Um, what is funny is that one of the guys who um, fell was, was thrown. His name was Philip Fabricus, Fabricius, maybe? <laughs> Great name. And he was later ennobled by the emperor, which is like made a nobleman. And he was granted the title Baron von Hohenfall, which literally means Baron of Highfall. So, like, That's a cool name. It's, it's, cool it's pretty cool. Like, do you want to be remembered for not dying? I suppose it's better than from dying, but... Well, surviving something that would normally kill people is pretty impressive. I guess that's pretty cool. Yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, as the other two events, well, actually, the first event led to a war. The second defenestration we spoke about apparently led to some more peace, which is... I think it was kind of like a settler for, for events that are going on. But this one um, was kind of the first first act in the 30 years war. It begins a couple of years later. Went for 30 years, um, surprisingly. <laughs> and between four and eight million people died, which is a lot of people, you know, in any war. But that's a lot back uh, then, isn't it? You know? I mean, for. It is, years. but, you know, if yeah. you're going for 30 years, yeah, come on. It's to be expected, isn't it? Uh, yeah, people die in wars, and that's, that's really sad. And especially back then, I think we've spoken about before, but, like, you guys are both Christian. Your God is pretty much the same. Like, I know it's not, it's not as simple as that, but it kind of does seem like you probably <laughs> have more, is, more in common. It is, though. It is that simple, though, isn't it? Uh, I mean, oh. like, they've got other stuff going on. It's like, you know, you guys did this oh. to us, and, you, and then we did this to you, and then that's what we're fighting about. It's on the little details, mate, yeah. I suppose so. Oh, I forgot his talent. I've actually got a picture of this event for you. I say picture. It's a painting. Oh, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send it to you so you can have a look at it. Please do. What is it? Oh, hello. Oh, someone's next door. He's... Someone's not happy. <laughs> He's a hustler, is he? You might have to do some defenestrating of your own, mate. <laughs> can you see the picture? Uh, yeah, I can see a, a little painting here. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's pretty intense, isn't it? Oh, yeah, there's struggles happening. There's people being ripped apart. Well, yeah. their shirts, anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, in my mind, it was kind of like maybe a very orderly event. Like, okay, guys, here's your punishment. Um, here's a window. You ready to go? <laughs> but I think maybe in real life, it was maybe more of a struggle, yeah. I love our old mate in front and centre. It's just like, that's where he's going. He's going out that <laughs> fucking window. You send him right now. 
<laughs> and old Bart on the right's like, the window seems a bit harsh, mate. Maybe they had compromised and it was like, maybe open the window first, you know. Yeah, he doesn't need to have the shattering of glass yeah, along with his uh, dramatic fall. You need to get a glazier back in to fix it up and it takes forever. Yeah. yeah, that's not on. That's not on. Yeah. So this is a painting by Vaclav Brozvik. It's the, called the second defenestration, even though we call it the third. So, mm. hmm. uh, but this is in the National Gallery of Victoria in Melbourne. So, kind of cool. Yeah. It's yeah. a good piece. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's that's Prague for us. But is it Dylan? Is there more? In Prague, Prague has more. Well, there is another one that is sometimes called the fourth defenestration of Prague. Oh. As you can see here, Dylan, before we talked about how. You know, there's a physical act of the window and there's also the political act of removing someone from office. Mm-hmm. In Prague, kind of the same thing, one and the same. Another one that happened in Prague happened in 1948 mm. and it was the death of Jan Masryk, who was a Czechoslovakian politician. Um, so, again, I, I didn't have enough time to go through all the history of Czechoslovakia during the war and what happened happening in, in the I'll, Czech. I'll what forgive it? you, mate. I'll Thank forgive you. you. Basically, though, from what I can gather... He was part of the government after the war, and the government changed to be communist, kind of, kind of brutally, and he stuck around for a bit, but he wasn't part of the government per se, and he was causing trouble. Um, but what happened was he was found dead after falling from the bathroom in the foreign ministry in Prague. He was the foreign minister. Mm. They said it was a suicide, but pretty much from the get-go, people were like, that doesn't add up. Over the years, they've had different investigations because um, he was very popular for the people but not popular in the government. Mm. And then various investigations have gone either way. People are saying he was suicidal because of what was happening in the government. Are people saying, well, like someone was like, my dad was a KBG agent and <laughs> he did it. So oh. <laughs> I don't know about that. But, yeah, because of the political, na- political nature of that, they do sometimes call it the fourth defenestration of Prague. Um, and at, at the moment, officially, I think the government, they reopened it, or the police reopened it, and said there's no evidence conclusively either way. So we'll never know, I guess. Just one of those unsolved mysteries. Yeah. And, like, in some ways, it's a... Is it a good crime? Like, it's kind of easy to say the person was suicidal or they fell out the window. Like, it's not like murder where you have a, like a gun or a, you had to struggle to kill them in other ways. Like, it's it's an easy one to say to get around perhaps, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, other famous defenestrations in history, um, you know, these ones are happening in the 1400s and then the 1600s, but there's even earlier ones, Dylan. Um, apparently in the 9th century BC, Queen Jezebel was thrown out a window by her own servants. Mm, pretty, okay. pretty rough. And that's in the Bible. So the Bible wouldn't lie, would it, Dylan? Did they? Does it mention why she got thrown out? Why were the servants doing this to her? A uh, political back intrigue, apparently. I think I oh. think her, her servants were, were told to or were given instructions oh. to. Yeah. So it wasn't just like her being mean to them; it was just a build up of frustration or anything. I think it was, it was a bit more political again. Yeah. Oh. There's a whole bunch of choose from. We can go through. Most of them are really sad, so I don't want to go into huge details about them. But what's oh. interesting to me was June 27, 1844. Joseph Smith, who you might know as the oh, leader of the Mormons. The Mormon bloke, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, how he, that's how he died. He was trying to escape a mob and he was shot and pushed out a window, apparently, in um, oh, Illinois. Really? Oh. 
Who would have thought, hey? Um, there's another one here from Josh West, which I've kind of got to read out the whole thing to make it make sense, right? Okay. But yeah. it's kind of intriguing because it's a little bit of a... Um, it's got a distinction as being as kind of a different one, okay? Sure. So we... We'll talk about General Adam Khan, Adham Khan. Khan was the adopted brother of the 16th century Mughal Emperor, Akbar the Great. As accomplished, an accomplished general, Khan's great victory came in 1561 when he conquered the West Central Indian region of Malwa. But he displeased his emperor by keeping most of the spoils, sending Akbar, Akbar only a few horses. So he's taken over and he's like, done a great job. Here you go, Emperor. Couple horses. Oh. And you don't really want to piss off the Emperor, do you? But that's what he's done. As punishment, Akbar promoted Khan's rival general, Ataga Khan. So kind of confusing the same last name. Mm. But he made him the, the Wakil, also known as the Prime Minister of the Empire, just to piss him off. Mm. On the 6th of May, 1562... Khan and a few followers stormed into the audience chamber of the royal fort at Agra and murdered Ataga Khan. So General Khan has killed the Prime Minister Khan. Yeah. Khan then rushed into the inner apartments only to find Emperor Akbar, who'd been woken by the skirmish. After hearing what happened, Akbar himself punched Khan. Your <laughs> right hook, I reckon. Oh, I like and ordered his immediate defenestration. Did not muck around. Straight away, oh. he's like, you know what? Open those windows. <laughs> yeah, not on. You're out, mate. Yeet. Adam was thrown 40 feet from mm. the roof of Agra Fort, but only broke his legs. Here's, oh. here's the good part, Dylan. Well, the interesting <laughs> part, I shouldn't say. Not good. Undeterred, Akbar ordered he be carried up and thrown again, which <laughs> naturally finished the job. To date, this remains the only example of a double defenestration. Oh. So it's never been done before and it's never been done since. No, and let's, let's keep it that way, I reckon. I don't want to have this happen again to anybody. Yeah, only, only single defenestrations, thank no, you. I, I, no, not oh. at all, Dylan. Oh. <laughs> it's my view. So you don't condone them in any way, I do not shape, condone these, Dylan. I don't know if that was clear before this, but I don't condone it. Well, I'm, I thought you did, I assumed, but, you know, it's good to yeah. have confirmation. Unlike streaking, which I was kind of okay with, in poo-drogging, like, if you have to, you know, mm. don't make a habit of it, but if you have to, I'm thinking <laughs> defenestration, never. Fully not on in Fully the not, book. Not in real life, anyway. Okay, fair enough. Um, there's a thing called auto-defenestration, Dylan, which is when someone does it to themselves. Oh, I thought it was like a specific machine was set up and like a <laughs> conveyor belt or something. <laughs> <laughs> like with a car. <laughs> yeah. Automobile. No. Um, and there are lots of examples of this, and it's a, it's a way of suicide, which is quite sad to think about. Mm. Um, a fun one, though, was December 1840 when a guy called Abraham Lincoln, before Who? he was president, you know, you know, you know, Lincoln, big tall guy, beard. Ah, uh, hat man. Hat man, yeah. that's it, yeah. Okay. He and four other Illinois legislators, like politicians, jumped out of window in a political manoeuvre designed to prevent a quorum on a vote. In, in Parliament that would have eliminated, eliminated the Illinois State Bank. So they're trying to bring a vote in Parliament and he's like, you know what, out of here because you don't have enough of us in the actual room. You can't um, hold Parliament. So, yeah, kind of fun. Good on him. I don't know if that would happen today in Parliament, hey? I mean, there's some clowns up there, Lonnie. You never know. You never know. <laughs> 
This is a very sad one, though, Dylan. Oh. Auto defenestration, which you might have heard about because it is somewhat famous. July 9, 1993, um, the prominent Toronto attorney, Gary Hoy, he fell from a window in the playful attempt to demonstrate to a group of new legal interns that the windows of the city's um, building were effectively unbreakable. So he'd done this before on several occasions. What he would yep. do was he would dramatically slam his body against the window. Um, and, you know, he was right. The window didn't break, but it did pop out of its frame and he <sighs> fell to his death. That's the catch. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, at least he was right till the very end. Yeah. They didn't break. It's um, it's really sad. This has sort of been done in lots of other... It's been, like, reenacted in TV shows, apparently, in film. This sort of example of, I guess, yeah, hubris and overconfidence leading to death, but, like, in a tragic accident way. And apparently it was, it was really tough on the lawyers there. And as you can imagine, the law firm sort of disbanded a few years later because they just... People going through therapy and it's just really... hardened. They yeah. have to look at that window and they're like, oh, God. I know. Yeah, really sad one, that one. Um, so, after some really tough times, I think maybe we could lighten it up with some fictional examples. Hello. Here we go. And if you look up YouTube, Dylan, and I'm going to add this into our show notes, but there's actually a whole supercut of people being thrown out of windows from movies and TV shows. Is it called Defenestration or it's just like. People being pushed out windows. No, they say defenestration. Oh, okay. Yeah, good stuff. Very yeah. nice. I'm a bit worried about a commenter, though, on the YouTube uh, video. It says from yeah, Sledge. Adam, what's their name? Sledge Force Films. Oh. He says, he or she says, my favourite word. Okay, it's cool. Yeah. Um, but they can't want to say, I will never stop searching for the perfect opportunity to perform this glorious act on someone. Hmm. Red flag to me. <laughs> Don't condone that. <laughs> Says the guy who's made a whole episode of a podcast about <laughs> defenestration. But he's adamantly, you know. Yeah. He's saying he hasn't searched it yet. Or well, he hasn't done it yet. He's, so. he's searching. He's searching. He's searching. Nothing wrong with searching. It's the doing is the, is the problem. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, so there's a famous ad for Bud Light Beer which is also like a meme format. Um, mm. This example, by the way, are taken from TV Tropes, which is why it's such a great website. Yeah. Um, so the commercial is people in an office, they're trying to search for ways to save money they're in a meeting. Mm. One guy suggests maybe we can stop serving Bud Light at the meetings, and then it's a smash cut to that guy being thrown out the window. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you've, probably, you've probably seen that as a meme as well, but it's a kind of funny ad, I suppose. Yeah. I've got some more here, Dylan. Please. You got some more. I think you got some in your memory banks as well. Oh, yeah. I got a couple. Yeah. Um, in the first issue of Alias, the Jessica Jones comic book, she throws someone out the window, and that also happens in the TV show, as you recall. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mentioned Watchmen. Um, a lot of action movies do it. So, you know, famously in the first Avengers film, um, Loki throws Tony Stark out the window, oh, and then yes, Tony builds the yeah. suit around him. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Selena Kyle suffers his fate in Batman Returns. That was one of mine. Oh, yeah, yeah. There we go. Do you like that one? I do because it's it's a surprise as well. It comes out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. Christopher Walken. Yeah, that's Little right. Coy boy. Look at him. Yeah, and well, she survives. Do you think it was an angel and her? <laughs> or uh, no, Mary? she's a cat. Oh, right. Okay, we know this. Okay. She has nine lives. That is true. That is true. 
Um, it happens a bit in Die Hard, which kind of makes sense given they're in a big building in that, in that first movie. Oh, yeah. Um, the climax of Kick-Ass, the film, this occurs. If you count being totally thrown out as a, in the traditional sense, it's kind of... Bazooka down. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I've been meaning to watch that movie again. I really like it. I just haven't watched it in ages. Well, yeah, it's 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 great. Two's fine, but, you know, yeah. just read the comic instead. Right. Um, there's another bazooka out of a window one. Mm. Our boy, Austin. Remember? Oh, yeah, he does that Spy a bit. me. It's, um... Mm. He uses Robin Swallows to block the bazooka blast and they get yeah. sent out. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. That's right. Um, you know, it doesn't happen in Batman The Dark Knight as well. Batman has to go and chase Rachel at the window. Oh, yeah, that's yes. right. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Mace Windu famously yeeted out a window, <laughs> isn't he? <laughs> that's right. He he was force, not, force lightning yeeted. Yes, yeah, he was. Yeah. I don't know this one myself, Dylan, but there is a section for pro wrestling on TV tropes, which you might like to look into. <laughs> mm. And this is what it says. Defenestration played a part in one of the most famous tag team breakups in wrestling history when yep. Shawn Michaels... Barbershop. Yep. Barbershop. Yep. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yep. Oh, <laughs> I know, mate. Yeah. He threw his Rockers teammate, Marty Jannetty, out the, the glass window of the barbershop. Yes. Yeah, he put him through it. He didn't really throw me out of it. Yeah. Was it a good one? Oh, yeah, it was great. He was bleeding and, yeah. Sean looked like a right dick, <laughs> which was be- the aim. Yeah, there you go. It's like that drama, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, is there anything else you want to add? Any other famous ones in your kind of mind for you from film and TV and whatnot? Well, Batman seems to love it because if you mm. remember in Batman Forever, when Riddler kind of uses his mind power thingy mm. on his boss... um. He throws him out the window when he's like in a chair, like a rolling chair. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then later fakes the footage, so it looks like it's a suicide. So double dipping a little bit. <laughs> it's been double dipped. Yeah, I think. Um, and I think Spider Man does it a fair bit as well, if not in the movies. That I can. I think it's happened a bit in the movies, but also in the comics, like because he can. Um, and also, I think they mentioned on TV tropes that. Daredevil does it a bit in Josie's Bar in the comics, um, sure. which is probably okay. less dramatic than like Batman in the you know up up high, Daredevil yeah. pulling closer to the ground. But still, still, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's fun to talk about as you know happening in pop culture. We can't forget this is a real thing that we've been chatting about, and those other examples were real events that occurred. I'm going to give the final word back to our friend Josh West. Yeah. <laughs> so whether it's through Political necessity, as part of a civilian uprising, or completely by accident, be they kings, lords, students, or construction workers, mankind cannot seem to stop throwing one another out of windows. Indeed, perhaps such a rich and extravagant, and sometimes disturbing, history permits the act of throwing someone out the window to have such an extravagant name as defenestration. Shut up, Josh. What's your, what's your beef with Josh? Come on, he's good. Uh, he thinks he's all that. <laughs> Have you learned something today, Dylan? Yeah, I know what defenestration is now. Yeah, you got to think about every time you see someone throwing a window. I will now, actually. Yeah, 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 that's true. So, kind of unintentionally, that's the end of my first crime trilogy. Um, first of many. To first come. of many, I would have thought. <laughs> I think there'll be more. There'll be more coming up. Hello. Get amongst it. 
What's what that mean, Dylan? Me? What's that mean for our podcast? Oh, get amongst it. Yeah. Mate, that's when you tell me or I tell you, depends who's hosting, <laughs> something we've been getting amongst this week. Mm. So what have you been getting amongst, mate? Well, apart from defenestration, Dylan, I've mm. been getting amongst Tick, Tick, Boom. Okay. Have you watched right. this? I haven't, but that's the the one where Andrew Garfield was asked all those Spider-Man questions every time he went on tour for it. Yeah. <laughs> it was basically a kind of the de facto Spider-Man tour he was on. Was tick, Tick, Boom. So yep. It's a musical film. Andrew Garfield is starring. It's directed by my nemesis, Lynn Memel Miranda. Yeah, I don't. He's not, he's not a nemesis. I love. I love Lynn. I'm just saying, Dylan. Nah, you if can't he changed that one line in Hamilton, it would be sweet. Do you reckon I could ask him to change it? I mean, if that's the first thing you're going to say when you meet Lynn Mel, Lynn, what's his name? Lynn Manuel Miranda. Oh, it's too hard to pronounce. Oh, come on, mate. It's very easy. Lynn Manuel. Uh, just say that. Call him Lynn if you like. Uh, he's in Curb though, so I like that. There you go. Yeah. Okay, I'll ask Larry to ask Lynn to change that line. <laughs> yeah, go on. And then Larry wrote a whole episode about that, yeah. Um, no, it's a musical. It's, it's really fun. I love musicals, so I'm kind of already the audience for it. Uh, it's on Netflix as well, so pretty easy to watch. Um, it's about a struggling mm-hmm. artist. He's approaching his 30s. He's like, I haven't really made it yet. Here's my last chance to make my um, mark, musical theatre. Mm-hmm. And it's his sort of, yeah, going towards that big big showing of his musical and it's really fun I liked it and Andrew Garfield I think I think I liked him always everyone sort of liked him but since Spider-Man he's been really he's really shot the charts I reckon so get amongst it he's always been a great actor yeah yeah that's that's totally true and I think he might get the best actor nom if not win here Dylan the tick tick boom you reckon I reckon it might be up there okay yeah are you you gonna get amongst it no Sure. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> well, after episode, wrap-up time, I'm going to thank Mark for our theme song. Mark the man. Social still. Are we on them? You better bloody believe it we are, Lonnie. We're on Twitter. <laughs> we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on YouTube. We've got our own website. And, of course, every podcast app, you'll find us there. 100%. Please get in touch. Love hearing from our fans. You can always, you know, get a topic in mind. Let us know. We'll try and do it. Uh, let us know what we're doing well. Let us know what we can improve on. Probably not much, but, you know, if you've got something, maybe we can... If you can nitpick, yeah. feel free, but, you know, you grasp it at straws. You'll be Come struggling. On. You'll be struggling. Come on. All right, then, Dylan. Until next time, keep an eye on Windows, and I miss you, man. I miss you, man. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.